0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another NBA Heist episode of the Rambling Viking. We've got uh, Mastermind behind this series, Connor, on with us today. If this is your first NBA Heist episode, I encourage you to go and listen to the first one where we kind of break down what this series is. Uh, otherwise, let's go ahead and jump into the next two teams. We're looking at the five seeds today, which are the Indiana Pacers and then the Oklahoma City Thunder, where we have some, or at least I have some good amount of bias, but we're, you know, we do our best. Connor keeps me in check pretty good. So, um, Connor, where do you want to start? Um, I'll actually, real quick, it's funny, right before we started recording, we had news that Victor Oladipo was going to play because we were talking about this before we recorded about like, what do we do with him? Do we include him? Do we not? Because he said no, but now he says he might play, so we don't know what's going on. And he's playing in the scrimmage, or at least was starting. So uh, we are going to include him. So big news. Kind of, I think it makes it a little bit more exciting.
1: So. Yeah, definitely. It, it it certainly makes the whole uh, uh, chances of the Pacers a uh, little
0: better. Oh, they were in the toilet if he didn't play. Just I mean, yeah. They were like down there with the Suns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were. So um, what we know about – oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just trying to – Figure out um, very much about old Nate McMillan, their mastermind.
0: Yeah, I don't really the
1: know answer much. is I don't know much. He has a fifty-two percent win percentage.
0: Okay, how how long do we know a lot about him? What do we know? How long he's been mas he's been a mastermind?
1: Seems like a little while. Um, Let's see. Let me pop that back up.
0: But, oh, you just told uh, me how old he was, not. <laughs> I said how many? <laughs> I said years <laughs> coaching. I said fifty-five, and I said that can't be right. <laughs>
1: He's been at it for a
0: long time. Okay, here we go. He coached the Supersonics for five years. Yeah and, and then the Trailblazers for seven years until two thousand twelve. So
1: okay. Yeah. So he's been around a while. Um mm-hmm. never never pulled off a big one, obviously, but solid. No. Solid, decent mastermind. Nothing great, nothing bad. Yep. Solid mastermind.
0: Kinda kind of the run of the mill. So
1: then let's go right into uh, their point guard, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. He is actually really – like a lot of people don't bring him up, but he is a really good hacker. Like he's 10th in the league getting the in assists this year.
0: Um, Dang.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that either and really would not have thought he would be that high. But as it turns out, he actually can hack pretty <laughs> much anything. I knew he was decent at it, but apparently he's really good at it. So that's kind of the under-the-radar kind of guy he is, I guess. So there we are. Won't
0: well, yeah. I, uh, I, I saw that, too, and I was like, interesting. So yeah. I know – I mean, I know he got that fat contract. True. Um, and that's what brought him away from Milwaukee. And so, I mean, he was really good on Milwaukee, but – yeah. You know, he's kind of covered up by some other stuff, so he's a little bit of sleeper. Like you don't, you don't expect him to be computer savvy. Like he has a little bit of style. You know, he's 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 not kind of your classic like computer nerd. He's more introverted. Like he's very outgoing, very friendly. But then this dude can this dude can crack some codes, man. He can he can hack away. He can get into most systems. Like he's
1: yeah good. Yeah, to put it into uh, movie terms, it would be like he's a jock. You know, real handsome really does well with the ladies, big time sporto. And then they're like, well, yeah, we got to hack this, though. And they're like, Derek, come here. And, you know, the tubby guy walks out and he's like, well, we got to put this into C plus and then transfer HTML. And then Malcolm walks over like, what are you talking about? No, just go through the back door and just grabs the laptop, breaks in. Everyone's like, what? And, And there we are. Now that's how he got his job as a hacker.
0: One billion percent. Yeah, but I mean, he's pretty straightforward. Unlike unlike our last quagmire of an episode. Yeah, um, he's he's more straightforward. So let's go ahead and move on to um, oh Victor Oladipo, the uh, the bipolar one.
1: Yeah, uh, Vic, I had it here. I did my notes before it was uh, confirmed that he was actually going to play. So, what I have here is if he does play, he's kind of like that guy who you think there's no way he's taking part in this big one, this final heist, and mm-hmm. like he's gone for like half the movie. <laughs> then all of a sudden he shows back up, appears out of nowhere right before they're, like, about to give up. Like, we're not going to be able to do this. We don't have enough bodies. We don't have the man behind the man. We, we don't know what to do. Then ev- Vic just walks in and everyone's like, whoa, Vic, welcome back, brother. Then everyone suddenly feels like, you know, maybe we could pull this off. But in this case, probably not. But, you know, they feel better. So, I mean, he's the lead man for this group. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um it's tough to take too much of his stats cuz he's played 10 games this year and he only played like 36 last year I think before he got injured. Um so really you're running off stats that are 2 years old, 3 years old at this mm-hmm. point, but I mean, he's he's this he's this team's lead man, you know. He's the lead man for this heist.
0: Absolutely. So it just you know he was like no i'm not going to do it I, your movie description was perfect it's kind of like when they make another fast and the furious and you're like oh no way more crazy car action and yeah. you thought they were done but they bring you one more that's even more action packed somehow and you're just like i don't yep. understand so <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting though to see how it pans out because he he was hesitant you know he said i'm not going to go cuz still recovering but now uh, he apparently feels good enough or something. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. So yeah, Jerry's kind of out because he's just been, he's, he's been dealing with injuries and different stuff. You know, he's had, he's had his issues. And so he, he's been kind of out of the high scene for a little bit, but he can be a strong lead, man. We'll just have to see. Uh,
1: next up we have TJ Warren. Um, it's tough. I guess we would call him a safe cracker. He shoots three a game this season. Takes 37.5% of them. The only thing that gets me is that a lot of times these safe crackers, you know, a decent amount of their shots are from three, but that's not really the case with him. He takes three, po- three attempts at three pointers per game, but he mm-hmm. averages 11.2, uh, two pointers a game. And that's just kind of interesting. Um, just shoots a lot more inside the arc than a typical safe cracker might. Um, But at the same time, he's probably still just a safe cracker. It's probably what it is. It's just kind of an oddity little, little odd thing to throw in there with his safe cracking game.
0: Yeah. I noticed that same thing and I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't know what to make of this, but it's kind of who they got to do this. So it's almost like they got, um, I don't know if, It's almost, I don't know, man. It's like, it's just, it's almost back to some of those lower tiered teams who it was like, he can crack an iPhone code (laughs) or, but he, he, so he can crack this safe. And they're like, maybe, but he's he's better than that. He has, he he is better than that. So, yeah.
1: The thing is, he's maybe even closer to getting to where he's a smooth operator. He's not yet, but maybe he's got that in his future. He hadn't been in the league, but for, uh, this is his sixth season, so right. he's still got some time. I mean, he's only 26, so who knows? But, you know, he can crack
0: a safe. He's figuring out uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, man, this team is weirdly straightforward. Um, this last episode has got me second guessing. I'm like, there's got to be more to say. We're already yep. done with this person? Or well. just not. No, this just what This is what a normal crew and team <laughs> breakdown is supposed to feel like. All yep. right, so let's move on to the son of the legend, uh, in Domantas Sabonis. Yes,
1: Mr. Sabonis. He is actually fifth in the league in rebounds this year. Yeah, had no idea until I started doing the research.
0: Dude, he he suddenly just gets boards. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, he cannot shoot.
0: No, at all. no. So
1: that alone, I mean, he's not really a cat burglar because he plays. Really solid defense. I mean, yeah. if I remember right, it was in the 104-105 range. I mean, good solid defense. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe a smooth operator, but he can't really crack safes. Um, maybe he's just a brute who also scores. I, I don't know. Uh, you can go a d- few different ways with that, and I'm probably okay with any of them. Um, he's, he's just kind of an oddity. kind of does things a different way. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, so in in terms of strictly his basketball game and how that can kind of translate to, I I picked him as I said, smooth operator slash brute. Like he's a, in a lot of ways, he is a brute, but he but he's a little more than that. Like he does have a smoothness about his game where he's got some moves down on the block and he can kind of work his way through the paint. And so that's where I'm like, oh, he's kind of just like, but he but he can't shoot. Like you you actually try and make him like truly shoot, game over, dude. And. Yeah. So that's where that's where he's kind of just like a smooth brute, like he's got he 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 can make some stuff happen, but really he's just at his core he's just a brute. And I think he gets he just has like a really good touch, and I think he gets that from his legendary dad, Arvita Sabonis, who I believe is in the Hall of Fame. And so I yeah I think that's where he gets that from. So I'm fine with just calling him a brute with maybe some smooth operator tendencies or just a smooth brute. Yeah. Either one. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where he stands. He's kind of the number two to the compliment to Victor as well. So the you know he's he's the he's the post and Victor's the guard, and it's kind of that one two combo. So we can go ahead and talk about their uh, their their five, Miles Turner.
1: Yeah, Miles Turner is interesting. He doesn't get very many rebounds because well, Sabonis gets. All I guess pretty much all of them. All of them. He um, can't really shoot. and um, Play solid defense. A crazy amount of blocks. Something like 2.1, 2.3 a game, which is a really Real good cool. solid number. Um, you no, know, I always wonder, and I haven't gone back and looked at enough tape to really be able to tell, but you always hear about uh, these guys who either get a lot of blocks or get a lot of rebounds. They always have someone on the opposite side that are doing a lot of boxing out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how back in the thunder to put it in your uh, wheelhouse, Kendrick Perkins, he wouldn't get a lot of blocks, but he just did the grunt work shoving people around that way. Surge can come backside and get, you know, that big help side block. I, I wonder if it's something like that with these two, how they kind of go back and forth. Like Sabonis gets the rebounds cause miles is boxing out and, uh, Miles gets the blocks because Sabonis is uh, blocking, you know, boxing his guy, putting him where he needs to be. I, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing. Um, maybe you could call him a brute in a different way just because he doesn't get a lot of rebounds, but he still plays good defense. I, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I think of him in the classic uh, bully scenario in film uh in in tv and film where it's like you have the main bully who's he's clearly like he's scary like he'll he'll knock your block off but then he kind of has a second like he has this little number two guy who's mouthy, and maybe he's kind of tough but really if he was by himself we're probably wouldn't be that effective or maybe would be and so i don't know that's kind of why i see it because like like you said he's good like he he has really good defense He awkwardly gets a lot of blocks, but he doesn't touch the boards mainly because DeMontis just dominates the boards. So I, yeah, I, I like what you said with like, he's really just kind of like a secondary brute slash. I actually put him as the driver and we'll talk about that in a minute, but yeah, yeah, he's, he, he more he fits the warm body you know He he's honestly yeah. probably just a brute who cash grabs um probably. he's either that or he's just a some dude they got to drive the car because everyone else they everyone else was needed elsewhere but we can talk yeah. about that once we get to the six uh to six man so i i think i think that's that's kind of my thoughts on miles turner um, he kind of flies under the radar as far as far as this team goes. When it comes to big man, it's all Sabonis all day. So yeah. uh, let's go ahead and shift gears to the holiday six man. And I say holiday because uh, I didn't. You had the right pick, but you said Justin Holiday, and I had Aaron Holiday. Let's just talk about the fact this team has two holidays. Do you that know if they are related? I do not know. I'm looking that up right now. So you start giving me your breakdown.
1: Okay. Um. Well, Justin Holliday can crack some safes, um, play some defense. So, I mean, that's a little more prototypical what you would want from a 3 and D safe cracker type. Um, nothing crazy. Solid driver. You know, you know what you're going to get. Um, Aaron Holiday, to my understanding, is fairly similar. Can also crack some safes. And I don't know about his defense as much. I didn't look that one up uh, at the time because I went with Justin but really uh they both seem like good solid drivers good solid uh safe crackers or drivers whatever you want to end up classifying them as and really probably fine with it either way either holiday you go
0: i almost see it as like an al horford type situation because yeah they're they're really identical except aaron's a point listed as a point guard justin's listed as a small forward um can confirm it's actually a three it's a it's actually a three way um Drew, Justin, and Aaron are all brothers. Aaron, I did not Drew. realize
1: Aaron was a brother. I knew yeah, Justin
0: Drew and were. Justin, yeah, but um, I
1: did not know Aaron was as well. Yeah, talk about a, a talented family.
0: Shoot, I know Aaron's the youngest, and then I think Drew's the oldest, and then yeah, so it goes Drew, Justin, yeah. and Aaron. So they got they got a three peat in in the league right now. It's a pretty big deal, pretty big time. But yeah, crazy. I mean they both. In terms of safe-cracking, they both we're talking three-pointers. They both take more three-pointers a game and shooting at a higher clip. Justin especially, he's, he's a safe-cracker. So I think yeah. he's almost like on on call. Like they might get a vehicle and he just rides along. Like him and Aaron, I you know what it might be? It might be like that classic – brother duo in the heist movie who know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about right like they're always together and they operate as a duo i could see it like that because you know they both can crack some safes and while tj he's your main guy kind of ish or they want him to be at least i think they go into a place those guys are in the car and either one of them will, will hop out and go help out if they if needed and but yeah. but all in all they're both they both can drive they both can crack some safes and you can't have one without the other you need them both there um, because oh, yeah. otherwise the they may not perform they won't perform to their peak because they kind of play off each other right they get on each other's nerves um, what's the flippin movie isn't it a isn't it an oceans the guy with like the slick back hair who has the brother and they're always arguing yes. Yeah, yes. that's 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 exactly what I think about. They're always sitting there just arguing, but like they're really good at what they do and that's the only way they know how to operate. So Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good with me. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm going with. And while I you know, I shifted from having Miles Turner be the driver and I think he's just a, a cash grabber, so yeah. But <laughs> quick recap before we get into their overall chances of completing the heist. Um Malcolm Brogdon is actually a pretty good hacker, and he's uh, he leads the team in assists. You have Victor Lodipo, who's your who as of late has been indecisive, but he is your lead man. But we don't know how it's going to work out for him uh, now, just because he's been he's been out he's been away he he went off to. Um, get away he had to clear his head about some stuff and he's been living in his in his mansion somewhere in the south pacific on a remote island (laughs) and nobody's really heard from him until recently he just kind of showed up and they were like sweet and then we've got uh, tj warren who's kind of a safe cracker He's, he's they want him to be but he doesn't really he doesn't really like stick to really trying to expand his safe cracking game. Like he doesn't go hard at it like they want him to, but he's there and can do it. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis is a smooth brute is what we settled on. Cause he can't shoot at all, but he can score and he's got some moves and he gets all the rebounds on this team. He's the four and he gets all the rebounds because miles Turner sees none of those, but miles Turner can play defense. So he's a brute cash grabber. Uh, Maybe or maybe a brute lookout, probably a brute lookout. Probably, and and so he just hangs in the lobby. Demontis really takes charge, but then he 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 goes and he maybe starts to work on something specific. And so Miles is um, then takes charge and just is watching everybody, make sure nobody makes any moves. And lastly, we've got the Holiday Brothers as your getaway drivers and or backup as needed safe crackers, Aaron and Justin holiday. um, They're just, they're solid drivers. Either one of them can drive. It depends on the day. It depends on really who calls it. Like when they step out of the house, you know, you call shotgun. Well, you could, well, in this case, they call driver. And so who, whoever calls it. And then the other one will be the backup safe cracker for that, for that heist, but they go in They're Solid at what they do. And they're, they're part of the trifecta, the holiday family and drew who we've already talked about on another team. Is kind of is their older brother, and so they, they got a family in the heist game, you know. And these brothers like to stick together, though. You need them together. So that's a quick recap. Um, correct me on any of those if I messed up. But if not, what are your chances?
1: Even with Vic being back, I still think it's pretty low. Uh, definitely lower than we've had here recently. Um, so I'm going to go probably thirty percent high ball. Just because I don't think Vic is all the – I can't imagine he's actually all the way back to healthy type of a situation. So without without a real healthy Vic, I, I don't think they have a huge, huge chance. I'm going about 30.
0: Yeah, I could I, – I like that because uh, what would we say, the 76ers were a 33.3 repeating chance, and I can't yes. put them above the 76ers, even though they're seeded higher. I mean, obviously – we're going to play regular eight regular season games. And so I think the seeds are going to jump around a little bit and that's going to be really yeah. exciting. We'll maybe talk about that on our, um, you know, final preview episode leading up once we finish the heist, but, um, you know, they're, they're at halftime right now, the scrimmage. And so we actually have some real time, at least at this recording, because this episode dropping, this will be the next day, but we can see, um, I actually pulled it up the box score right now. And so, uh, Victor Oladipo, you know, you said you had some concerns. He's only one for five right now with three points. Um, He's got three boards. Like, he's not looking that high. And and this is on 12 minutes. So, I think he's played almost the entire first half. Now, TJ Warren's really carrying him. He's carrying him right now. He's doing his job. And then these other people are randos. So um, we're not going to talk about it. Malcolm Brogdon also has been is he needs to stick to hacking because, but anywho, that's uh, that's I, I agree. I think 30% is pretty spot on because I can't can't bring it up to the 76. They still even even 76ers still just even in, in their struggle, I think could be better. But that's not to say that Victor can't surprise us and Indiana can come out full surge, but it's hard to trust it when he was like, no, I'm not going to play. But now he's like, hey, I'm going to play. And so you just have to think like maybe there's something that's just a little nagging, not maybe not serious, maybe no serious risk of any problem. So like it's kind of like he he said, hey, I'm not going to come back for, you know, I'm not going to come back until um, the fall for that heist then he ended up coming in mid-summer for this heist, but 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 he's maybe not acting totally right. And so people are thinking, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should have, but also he's their lead man, so they want to be confident. They're like, yeah, no, we can do this. He's here. But um, there, yeah. there's just those underlying downs. I like 30% for their chances, and um, that was awkwardly straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm for it. So now let's get to one that's probably going to be a lot more long-winded, and I honestly think is – Pretty darn interesting. I I had some – it was interesting putting this team together, but let's go ahead and shift gears to the West. They're five seed right now who personal bias and fandom coming into play. I think the chances are strong that they don't end up at the five seed, that they could get as high as the three, but we'll see. They could also fall to the six or the seven. And. It's, everything's on the table right now. Nobody knows what's going to happen, but at least looking at it from the heist perspective, I'm really excited to cover the thunder. So Connor, go ahead and let's, uh, let's start this breakdown.
1: All right. Well, the Oklahoma city thunder, uh, their mastermind of course is Billy Donovan who, I, I don't know. He wanted, he pulled off of several, I mean, big heists back in the amateur level. Um, back in the 2000s. Uh, but as far as his ability, once he's here, it's pretty tough to tell because he hasn't had anything other than at least a good shot of making a deep run into the playoffs because of the players alone. I think he's done solid. So I'm going to say a decent, good mastermind. Not necessarily a great one by any stretch of the imagination, but he's all right. Um, he's, he's,
0: un, he's unproven. He did. Yeah, he in the amateur circuit, he did some wild stuff down in, down in Florida, down in Gainesville. He pulled off some wicked heists um, that people hadn't seen. And he did, he did a place back to back and they weren't ready for it. And he made it happen. And so he got his shot getting into the pro circuit now and he's had some high points. He's had some low points. And so there's really more, there's just not a big enough body of work yet. We haven't really seen it. And he's been put in some interesting situations like with this team. But I think what we're seeing is if you give him a young synergetic type team, um, less star heavy, he definitely shines. But that that's the case with a lot of the guys who come out of the, the amateur circuit, the amateur oh, yeah. local circuit who, you know, are maybe more regional and they get to the pro circuit where they're, where they're national. You know, I think yeah. Brad Stevens is really the same way. Like he's, He's he's maybe a little bit more solid and evidence-wise on like he's he's actually I think he's sure fire good coach, but Billy, yeah. it's it's mixed reviews right now. But all yes. in all, he has been proven that he can be a pretty good tactician. He can be, but at the same time, gosh, he can do some stupid stuff. Yes. But all in all, I mean, do you think he's I think I think he's shown enough prowess where in the right circumstances he could probably pull off the big one but it's just the consistency yeah. is not there
1: yeah it's it's tough to tell 100 percent, but
0: mm.
1: yeah i would say the possibilities there he's not gonna he's not a mastermind that you're like this is impossible
0: right right no it's it's it's, it's I can at least totally, say that. totally plausible so uh let's uh let's jump into the man the myth the ageless wonder um lead man chris paul
1: oh yeah um, Chris Paul, legendary, legendary hackers. One of the best to have ever done it man. type of hacker. Um, like the people in the business today have never, ever seen a hacker at his level. They've heard
0: about mm-hmm. people
1: from the past, but they've never seen it with their own eyes. This is mm-hmm. – I mean he's at that level. He's a clear lead man, clearly started as a hacker. I mean there's not a whole ton to say about him. I mean it's just – he's at he's at that echelon of he's way up he's so there.
0: good that they have he's one of those where like all the young hackers are like oh man you you know i got into this because I heard about this legendary hack for this one heist or whatever. You know, he, yep. you know, you know, when you hear those stories about like the 17 year old who broke into the Pentagon and like that guy goes on to do big, th- like, that's the type of person that Chris Paul is and the type of hacker that he is. And especially this yep. year too, he's really proven himself in crunch time. where like, he's, he's adapted to be, he just brings his laptop and is in the car and does it like, you're like, yep. well, you, you didn't, he just does it on the fly. and, and, has, has has been able to adapt. Like they go into some of these security systems, and there's there's some surprises that like, oh, he didn't he hadn't done that yet. Well, that's no problem. He just like pulls out his his Chromebook and does it on that. And they're like, wait, what? So yep. yeah, there's not much else to say about him outside of he has a resume um, that is worthy of you know the Hall of Fame as one of the the best hackers in the game. So yep. we can shift gears to the up and coming. Uh oh, he's lead man. Sorry, he's a lead man, legendary hacker. But yeah, he's clearly the lead man, and he is he's done one heck of a job in terms of yeah. leading this team and helping each each crew member to develop their role. So let's talk about the 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 three <laughs> three named monster in Shea Gilgis Alexander.
1: Yeah, um, he's pretty clearly on his way to lead man status. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really seems like he's soaking up all the hacking and uh, just lead man uh, techniques that Chris Paul has given out. Um, right now, I don't know exactly what to call him, probably just a smooth operator he, just in general because he can pretty well do about everything. Um, but he is clearly your lead man going forward in Oklahoma City with all heists happening in the future. he He's the guy.
0: He 100. is your guy. He's, I have him as he is, he is smooth operator. So like, you know, this is only his, he's only been in the pro circuit now two years. And so he's yep. really coming to it though. Or he, he started out and he was like, all right, this guy's kind of like, kind of a cat or kind of a smooth, op- like there's potential there. And then he got here and this year has, he's just exploded and yes. he, he's definitely learned a lot about hacking. Cause how can you not, when Chris Paul nope. is, is 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 on your crew, but he really is a smooth operator in that like he's he's the leading scorer. Wait, unless this is wrong, but it's neck and neck between him and Gallant. Yeah, he's a leading scorer by point one point. Um, but he, he gets boards. You know he, he does kind of everything, and so yeah, I I have him as smooth operator because Cat Burglar kind of does him some injust, injustice. I don't know what his defensive stat is, though. It's I, 109.4, so it's a little below average. But he's, he's, it's only his second year, so it's like...
1: Yeah, no, but right now he wouldn't be qualified for a full smooth operator. No. Probably just Cat Burglar right now, but like yeah. I said, he's on his way to a, a lead man status anyway. Probably. I mean, that's just where he's said
0: Yeah, 100%, pretty clear cut there. So let's talk about the now starter and recently um, signed on as a full-time crew member, uh, Uh Luke Jens Dort.
1: Yep, Uh, this is my exact um, notes here. Oh, after two people, you were thinking that this heist was going too well? Well, welcome to the fact that a perfect heist crew that are always able to do everything does not exist. Cash grabber at best. Maybe this is just the fall guy they pin everything on. If the heist fails, I know I would. Um, Really plays decent defense. Um, Little above, little better than average. Not a lot. So maybe he's a lookout. But I mean, it's such a small sample size. Still, he's a rookie, so it's tough to tell. And rookies really aren't, you know, the ones that are going to pull off the big one very often. Um, So. I guess right now she's just a cash grabber. That's that's about all he is. I mean, it's a real sad to go from lead man potential, soon to be lead man. Uh, he's just kind of a cash grabber, man. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about the fifth seed already,
0: yeah. Uh, all you know. it, it's weird, but he's he's been put on, he's been put in this position definitely for a reason. He was definitely that guy that. So like we have another rookie on this crew who's not going to be on this list who they came in and there were question marks. But I think he definitely – people thought he had more potential than Dort did. But then this guy comes in like, hey, your cash grabber, just come in. And he like blew the socks off um, everybody and like how he supported them. And then also he, he had never – they had never had anybody carry so much cash at once. Like he grabbed all the bags. He didn't just grab a couple – He grabbed them all and still beat everyone out the door. The stats, you know, he doesn't really have a type yet. He just goes hard. So he's just there and he just goes hard in whatever they need him to do. Like if he's the lookout, he sees and knows every inch of whatever he's watching. Like he knows – Who's there? He starts profiling people. He knows every little. He knows how many windows are open in the parking building across the street. And they're like, okay, okay,
1: (laughs) maybe dial it back a little bit. He's not on that level of lookout. I'm sorry to tell you, he's gonna go hard, but he ain't that dude, and he might turn into him sometime. But right now, he's he's at a one hundred
0: and eight
1: defensive rating, but um. It's tough to well, call him the well, full lookout. Well, like he goes I'm, hard. I'm not saying he doesn't go hard. Lookout to me is a little more defense, and he just okay. hasn't proven that
0: yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. So maybe maybe I'll, I'll bring I'll rein it in and say he tries to do that. but Okay, that's has, fine. The skills aren't developed until they're like – it's one of those where it's like, hey, man, we're glad you're trying. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're glad you're trying. Thanks for like trying to do too much, but um, he, he's enthusiastic about being here. We'll say that. I'm all good with that. Anyways, on to Il Capo, as the song calls him, Danilo Gallinari.
1: Yeah, he's he's one of the best cat burglars around. He can crack some safes. I mean, the whole nine. He's a crap. He is a cat burglar. I mean, he's everything you want in a heist, really. Don't expect him to, you know, look out and play a lot of defense. He might not carry a whole lot of cash. But, you know. He's a caper. You want him around.
0: Yeah, he he comes out and he makes moves and he does stuff that overall helps the heist and takes pressure off other people that if he wasn't there and say it was just another cash hauler in his position, that there would be pr- more pressure on other guys and maybe the, some of these younger guys who maybe like Dort or even SGA – they might, it might put too much pressure on them and then it would hurt their performance. So he's really a pressure reliever of a cat burglar. You know, he, he scores enough where it's like, okay, Dort, we don't need you to do that. You know, he he's in here. He's, he's making moves that make it. That make it a little bit easier for everyone else. So these younger guys can feel a little more comfortable in their roles and actually outperform the expectations or just perform to the expectation consistently. So he, but, but he's definitely proven himself at what he does, and he's looking to get paid. Um, yes, he is. Once they, Whether once it's the a highest or just
1: heist. something else, mm-hmm. he's looking to get paid.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, now on to, I think, the most comical brute in the league, Steven Adams. Um, what is, a character.
1: Yeah, this is the most clear-cut brute. Oh, he's probably gosh. one of the better. Just If you're thinking about brute – He's probably about the best brute on the scene today. And I don't really have a whole lot else to say about him. I mean, clear cut brute, probably the best doing it at doing the things he does. No problem with him. Mm-hmm. I think we're all good. You know. You got anything yeah. else to add about Steve Ethan?
0: Um not know. only other thing is he just recently had his birthday and so someone posted like his last 10 or 11 just highlights. And my favorite one has to be when fellow brute from Sacramento, Willie Colley Stein. Um, so first of all, he got into it with another guy cause there was some fast break layup. And so, you know, they kind of, he tried to get in the thunders thunder guys face and Steven literally just walks over, doesn't even put his arms on him and just moves this man, this fellow, like seven foot two, like brute moves him uh, way away from the guy he's trying to go at. And then Willie doesn't like it. And so he then proceeds to try and shove Steven. And it's one of those awkward moments where he he shoves Steven, but Willie was the one who moved backwards. And so it's like, I tried to push you, but I just moved. And if that doesn't sum up how, how yeah. quintessential brute Steven Adams is, I mean, that that's just one of my favorite moments. And and I think so, it, it kind of sums him up best. Like, pretty you, much, you really can't say much on top of that. So, uh, let's talk about. I think maybe my. I don't know. I I might go with my favorite favorite guy guy on this squad this year in their uh, getaway driver uh, with Dennis Schroeder. This guy has been something else this year in terms of driving. Yeah. He's pulled off some. He's made some moves to get away that people weren't expecting.
1: Yeah, um, he's just—he's been a really, really good getaway driver this year. I mean, he actually might win Driver of the Year in this year's Underground Bank Heist Awards. They're held every year in Tampa, so mm-hmm. you know we all know about that. I don't want to get into those, but um, he probably is going to win that award and hey, well deserved. Really good driver. I mean, yeah. nothing but a help to the to the heist.
0: He's he's trying to crack into that wheelhouse of being somebody who's considered, you know, he's trying to get into the what am I trying the circle of like classic well-known getaway drivers like your Lou Will, your formerly Jamal Crawford and stuff like because Jamal kind of moved out of that circle and, and kind of moved on. Yeah. And so there's yep. spots opening up. Now Lou Williams though is just gosh, he's he just He's still the time best and time player. again. He just does it. So I'm with you where he's got my vote for, for, um, for driver of the year, but we'll just have to see. I, I hope he does. I think he's, he's at least deserving of it. I'm um, definitely for consideration, but if he doesn't, yeah, win it, he'll, he'll lose to somebody who also, I think probably deserved it, but I'm, That's I'm pulling for him. So quick recap. Um, pretty straightforward. You got Chris Paul. He is, uh, clear cut lead man and legendary hacker. Um, You got SGA who is a cat burglar on the verge of smooth operator, but clearly going to be a lead man and going to be the lead man of the future. Um, Dort, who is just unproven and unknown, but he goes hard and he, he makes it works out for him in his favor and it has worked out for him in his favor enough to where he's, he's in, he's in the heist rotation. Um, He's, He's not on. They allow him in the bank now. Yeah, yeah. They they bring him along now, and he's not just a part of the planning and the practice process anymore. So, but you know, it's one of those where I think you're right. Where a rookie makes your 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 ultimate heist chances a little bit less. But (laughs) if you do have a rookie, you kind of want him to at least be at least be try hard like this. And so, you know, but it but it is tough if you don't maybe have a proven safe cracker to fill that role or that position Um, well we do live with dogs Um, then you've got Danilo Gallinari um, proven cat burglar and done it for years then uh, an up and coming getaway driver who's just made some moves this year in Dennis Schroeder and has really done a lot of good stuff So uh, that's my recap. Correct me on anything, but if not, what are their chances?
1: Uh, I think you might have skipped Steven Adams, but it's just so clear cut brute that there's not a lot to say. So, um, as far as the chances, I'm going 35 to 40%. Okay. um, Because you have the rookie Dort. Yeah. And not a lot of safe cracking out here. I mean, outside of Danilo, really, um, you know, Chris Paul can shoot. SGA really can't much, at least this year. Not yet. Um, yeah. So really without that much shooting and you have a rookie who just goes hard, but I mean, not a lot else yet. I yeah. can't go higher than 40, but 35 to 40, I'm fine with anywhere in there.
0: Yeah. And if, and and we're not working off of, you know, the full extended crew either here for these heists. So because you could you know if you if you did bring that in it might bump their chances but i I kind of agree with you working just off of this um it has to be uh thirty five to forty percent and i'm I'm fine with saying thirty seven and a half percent for them sure. just because um uh, they were they were man they were pulling off all these jobs and everything was flowing and then when when the heist game took a break um and everything shut down um and all the all the cities and stuff went on lockdown. It it leaves this team, this crew relies so much on the rhythm and their chemistry yeah. that they have going or had going in their momentum. In that, at the time that everything got shut down, I would say there was reasonable cause to believe maybe for, a, um, you know, push it up to maybe a forty-five percent ish. But can't do that now because the big question mark is. Is that synergy going to be recaptured in this crew? Because they they heavily rely on that. And if they don't, and if, for instance, the rookie like Dort um, doesn't really, you know, he he can't get that rhythm that he had of those good decisions, and he screws something up, trips some alarm, just does something his overzealous self, um, you know, gets sidetracked on something and tries to step outside of his wheelhouse, it could really be a detriment to the overall high. So I'm fine with the, um, 30, 37 and a half percent. If you are. Yeah, I'm good with it. I think that's, you know, it's, it's hard to say that just on a personal fan level, but, um, I, you could correct me, but I feel like I do, I do a pretty good job of being able to swallow the, the reality pill when it comes to talking about a team that I'm a fan of depending on the situation, the Eagles maybe are a little bit different story, but that's a different sport. Um, But mainly, yeah, uh, I feel I, I, and I try, I really try my best because I too many times I've been critical of people who are like, Oh, they're just a fan or they, you know, they're just favoring this person. And, you know, I try and actually be like, even if the call is against my team, but I think it's a good call. I try and actually acknowledge that that's, you know, that's the type of person that I am just, so 37 and percent for them, but, um, it just, you know, there's a lot of question marks and there is also, they had a crew member who he like Victor. I think he was probably hanging out with Victor, um, in, on, in the Southern Pacific who may be coming back and he's, uh, um, what would he be? What would Dre even be?
1: He would be a lookout,
0: Nothing right. else. but the ultimate lookout. He's one of the best.
1: Yes. One of the best lookouts.
0: He is so good.
1: Um, Provided he actually is coming back full strength. We have no idea.
0: And see, that's the thing. And we don't even know sure he's there practicing, but like this dude, he's hanging around in the warehouse, but we don't know if he's actually going to be like, yeah, guys, I want to do the heist. He might just be here to hang out. So we can't make any judgments off that. We're going to work off what we do know. And until we see otherwise, we'll change it. But um, any closing comments, Connor?
1: I really don't have much for this one. This one's uh, quite a bit more straightforward than the last episode.
0: Thank goodness, too. I mean, it's fun to have, like, interesting conversation, but that last episode was, that
1: just, was uh, weird.
0: It, it got It got a level of weird where it was like, it almost felt like those shows that you come across randomly and you're like, I should be on drugs if I want to watch this for <laughs> it to make any kind of sense.
1: Sure. And
0: you know, this was just like, oh, no, this is just dirty jobs. So we all know that. We we know what it's about. Yeah. Sure. So that was our picks for the five seeds and how we th- think they would fare in the heist, the Pacers, and the Thunder. Uh, let us know your picks for – these crews and what you think the roles would be if you agree disagree uh, any and all thoughts the rambling viking at gmail.com send them in that way and uh, that does it for this episode so we want to thank everyone for listening if you like this episode go ahead and share it and let's build this listener base a little bit because i think these things are always more interesting when you have uh maybe a, a bigger group and everyone's kind of contributing and i want this to be an open conversation but thanks again everybody we'll see you on the next episode of nba heists